Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Logical Explanations. Episode three, baby. Episode three, and this is uh, take two of episode yeah, three. Yeah, we were we were just talking about how it's been a little bit of a hiatus for us, but we're back and ready to get on the grind and kind of just learn some stuff and get to it. Yeah, and also talked about there two two big events in the past few weeks. If yeah, um, Chiefs won Super Bowl. As Midwesterners, we were pretty happy about that. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. And uh, I turned a quarter of a century, so it's, it's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, it's huge. Now you can rent for less in the U.S., at least, right? You can rent for less? Rent a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, car insurance rates go down 25 oh. Didn't Are you uh, renegotiating now? Or? <laughs> no, I did it after I turned 25. Ooh. Yeah, Smart. So, yeah, I got. Make sure after every six months you guys renegotiate car insurance rates. Did you Did you happen to check like right before and after and see? That would have been interesting. Um, I did not. I just only did it after. So could have just been coincidence that rates lowered quite a bit. But yeah, I I've heard that though. So I also am curious if rates go down abroad for renting. Mm, yeah. I don't know either. I feel like whenever we were looking at car rentals in Italy, it seemed pretty similar to what you could get in the U.S. But they were all tiny AF cars, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess so it's my my turn for the episode. I don't I mean, we'll see how long this takes, but I kind of want to do a slightly different different style. Yes. Yeah. Okay with you. Yeah, let's do it. I actually don't even need to ask what it is. Let's just do it and I'll find out. So I wanted to actually interview you, as the just to give you some context. I kind of around your birthday, I've kind of been wanting to do this for a while, and honestly, just in the back of my head, and I, as I was thinking through different relationships and things like that, I feel like there's this time, especially in the beginning, where you have this opportunity to kind of get to know someone, you know, especially in dating, hopefully at least. You can ask, like, deep questions and stuff, and then, I don't know, a a year or whatever into it, you feel like you kind of know everything about someone, and then I feel like sometimes the conversation is more, you know, surface level, or Mm. if it's not surface level, you just don't dive into kind of the thought process, and I was like, oh, you know, it's, your birthday just happened, thought it'd be a good opportunity to just ask you some questions. Whoa, okay. I... For the audience, I'd coming in completely blank here. I thought you were going to be talking about life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was on the list for sure. Maybe, maybe a slightly more boring convo. But I think also just, I think this might have been a behind closed door conversation with us. But I think I expressed how I kind of liked more of the interaction versus like, I mean, lecturing, which hopefully it didn't sound like, and none of these podcasts have sounded like lecturing but even like straying as far away from that feeling as possible yeah Yeah. it's kind of my goal no that's good i think i've thought about that a lot of like you know whenever you first meet someone whether it's dating or friends you tend to have the more serious like get to know you conversations Mm -hmm. and then it's easy to kind of just like stray away from that and assume you know everything about somebody already and not like keep being curious and keep pursuing that so that's cool i like that yeah, hopefully, and I, 
you know, I guess probably could have spent more time. I, I'm also interested to see, I have like, looks like 20-ish questions. So we'll see how many we get. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, All right. And hopefully, you know, I guess if the conversation sparked different things, we can go from there. Right. But worst case scenario, we'll just read through them and go A to Z. To doubt that will happen, but okay. we'll see. Hopefully some of those are yes or no questions. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't think any of them are. Okay. See. All right. Uh, but some some are easy. So first one I had was uh, which podcasts are you currently interested interested in and why? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I I think it's kind of like uh, the way that's progressed is been interesting. I think in college it was very into politics, and then I kind of got bored of that and was like, yeah, this is stupid to listen to it in such great detail. And then I kind of was more like biohacking, stuff like that, Huberman Lab. And then mm-hmm. I did that for about a year and a half. And then I was like, dang, these are freaking long. I can just, you know, get the synopsis somewhere on that. So now I feel like I'm, I just like listening to interesting conversations about just like different topics. Like, um, you know, I love the Lex Friedman podcast and mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss podcast. But I, I just kind of like listening to interesting ones. I just downloaded one um lex is interviewing somebody some guy named aaron smith levin and he's a former scientologist so um it'll be interesting i feel like i've listened to a few about scientology but it's always just like interesting to see how people like think and kind of the experience of scientology i feel like it's kind of a interesting topic um i have been listening to a podcast called 10 minute bible talks it's like just a little morning devotional where they talk for 10 minutes you can listen to it on your way to work um the one yesterday was you are not immune to false teachers um coming from second peter chapter two um i mean yeah tim ferris some another one that i just started listening to is one that uh, a friend at church recommended to me called truth over tribe have you heard of it uh, sounds familiar, but I've never, never listened to it. Yeah, so, like, basically, the goal of this podcast is just to talk about some of the more, like, dicey subjects in today's current, like, state, and they make it a point to not have any type of, like, tilt on it, political tilt. Like, mainly just look at it in the lens of, like, the Bible, and that's it. Like, they're kind of tired of modern-day politics, Republicans and Democrats alike, and they kind of just, like, look at different pop. Uh, kind of different stuff from there so dang yeah it sounds like a lot yeah you're kind of interested in I guess along those lines what topics what do you think are the three topics you're most passionate about because you know talked about faith you know some of the podcasts with you know Scientology or whatever else a bunch of different things so Mm -hmm. what would you say top three are uh, in regard to, like, what I listen to in podcasts or just three topics in general life? Just life. Um, I would probably say faith, family, and friends. That's <laughs> super, it's, it's kind of a cop-out answer, but, like, I mean, that's kind of what life is, right? Yeah, I For like us. the alliteration, too. Faith, the, the three Fs, faith, family, and friends. I mean, F-Q. as long as you focus on those, like, it's a pretty meaningful, satisfying life. Yeah, I guess 
Well, I kind of figured at some level your passions would be reflected in your podcast, which I guess the faith one is. But do you have many or any podcasts that reflect the friends? Yeah, yeah. Um, Not particularly. Like, one of the things that came to my mind when you first said that was, like, for some reason, like, hobbies came to mind. Like, focusing on just something that brings you joy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like, or the weeks, and I feel like a, something that, like, I can connect with on my friends is uh, similar hobbies, or just things that we like to do, you know, like, yeah. whether it's playing basketball, throwing the football, video game, you know, going out to eat, at a good restaurant, I feel like, like, those are kind of, um, like, they help each other out, hobbies and friendship. Yeah, no, for sure makes sense and love doing all those things i think it's been cool too at least seemingly more recently when we're hanging out i think you seem to draw at least some topic topical conversations from podcasts too so i feel like that plays yeah. into the friends and family side yeah too. no definitely yeah i wouldn't say there's like a specific correlation between like friends and podcasts but it's like just like the interesting random things that I listen to on podcasts mm-hmm. kind of can kind of like you're saying produce conversation I'd say I'd probably more on like the I would say I'm in the past I've listened to more relationships on like or more podcasts on like relationships like with the wife and stuff like that right you know ways to be a better husband but I am married by the way but <laughs> yeah I don't think we've said that but that yeah no that all makes sense I think yeah, I mean, I think you pretty, hit that pretty solid. The next question I had, a little bit out of left field, but if you had to write a fiction book right now, what would your opening scene be? Hmm. If I had to write a fiction book, what would my opening scene be? That's a good one. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to try to go into like a hierarchy here. I feel like the fiction books that I've been drawn to over the course of my life are not as much fantastical books. Like They're more like realistic fiction, mm-hmm. more like real-life fiction. So I'd probably... And, and the books that I've been attracted to the most are ones that start off with a bang. So I'm kind of like just speaking out loud here, but like there's a, there's a book called American Dirt. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I remember you reading it. Yeah, and like it just starts off with like this this mother and her son at like a birthday party in Mexico and her husband gets shot by the cartel and he's a journalist and like her whole family just gets killed basically and she has to flee with her son and right away that's like oh my gosh like this is insane I gotta see what happens next right. so okay so I'm thinking along those lines I'd probably say hmm I'm not really interested in mystery too much but I'd probably say like maybe like a, a family that goes on a vacation and their son like goes missing somehow. <laughs> like their 10 year old son. I'm literally just making stuff up here. Taken, but for the male side. Yeah, like they're taken. I didn't want to like go with a generic like daughter taken. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. like a a husband and wife are like on like some resort in Florida or something and then their son 
gets taken. They're, like, having the time of their lives. Their son gets taken. And there's, like, some small clues, but the police don't seem too interested in solving it. And then what ends up happening is is they uncover that, like, the police are have actually been, like, aiding, like, a, like some large family that's been giving them money and like, <laughs> something along those lines. Sounds like a mystery to me. Yeah, it does sound like a mystery now that you say it. <laughs> okay. So I guess I do like mysteries. Good to know. Good to know. No, I think that, honestly, if, if you ever do make that book, I'll for sure read it. And Good to know. Hopefully help you through the drafts. Good to know. So next question. Do you think there is a big problem in society? If so, what is it slash biggest problem for you in your mind? And then what do you think a solution may be for it? Hmm. Um, I think just like right off the top of my head, mm-hmm. the biggest problem in society seems to be just a lack of, like a lack of, um, what's the word? Like, like communal, like humans being a community of people that are all like we're all similar and we all should be are are, are all like the same at the end of the day striving to reach the same goal which is like to make this place better and people think about that differently but like the end of the day people like aren't exercising empathy on a daily basis like it's very like adversarial type thinking like he he said she said like I take this side, you take this side. It's bad that you think different from me and like you should be thinking more like me. So I think like if if everyone had the ideal that like it's okay to be thinking different and like let's have a discussion about it and even if we don't come to terms on what's right, like we can still respect each other at the end of the day. I think if that seems to be something that's kind of like going away a little bit. It's kind of scary. Yeah, no, for sure. Agreed. Definitely don't seem to be a unified country, let alone world. Yeah, there's no, like, unifying sense of, like, it's okay to, like, think different. Um, as for a solution to that, um, I think that a lot of things that, like, exacerbate that are probably social media, media companies. So I think, like putting see you get into a lot of dicey situations here like i don't want to say that the government should put like restrictions on when you can have a social media presence but like if there was more like literature and like studies out there and like more like education within schools and to parents to like on what social media does to young kids and even teenagers and like how it can really cultivate an environment that's like very adversarial very like you know like everything is exacerbated to the highest level if if we just kind of like let kids not use that until they're like I don't know, 16 or whatever the age mm-hmm. is like i think that would help a lot like just education on on that yeah no i think that'd help and i think i mean i know you said government can't really do that but i mean i i think they are at least maybe it's the companies i've tried to because i know for like Facebook and stuff. I think it was 13 is the age limit or something. Where, like, technically, I mean, obviously, you can get around that. Technically, uh, yeah. 
Um, it would be interesting if they enforce that at a greater degree. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's like, what I probably believe is like, like, you should educate and then let people decide for themselves. Which kind of sucks. Like, you can, it, it'd be really easy and kind of a shortcut to be like, no, you have to do this. But it's like, sometimes the best way to like go about things is like, you tell people like the science, you tell people like, you educate them and then let them decide because that you get you're giving them the free will to do that and then once they make that choice for themselves they tend to stick to it more to whereas if you just kind of like force them to do it then it's like they don't learn it as well and kind of can become resentful yeah no, i for sure agree with that philosophy in general i guess that that makes sense in terms of you know the solution do you think there's do you think yeah is that just like one aspect or i guess in your mind are there like a bunch of different things that you think we need to do and that's just like one of them or is there like a central thing or i don't think there is one central thing i mean if there is i'd love to hear it but i I just think the world's too complex to for it to be just one central thing you know yeah no for sure um i think like like social media would be one and then golly like some type of like some type you know how like whenever you are a whenever you're in the store and you have to like label like nutrition facts and stuff like there's non-gmo or like Mm -hmm. third party tested or whatever like with like media companies like fox news or cnn like they have to like say at the beginning of every segment like this is not objective journalism like this is activism (laughs) like these are merely our thoughts and opinions this is not truth you know what i mean yeah which i I don't know that's like i just feel like so many people are just stuck in this rut of like thinking that like they they get in this rut of like watching the same thing same dance over and over again and then it just is this vicious cycle of like you you have an opinion you watch something that like supports that opinion you like watching that because it supports your opinion and then you just keep on doing it instead of kind of questioning yeah no for sure it's yeah kind of tough because i feel like we could i mean could be wrong but could sit here and think of you know 40 different things like you know like that or changing social media and they could even uh, at least in my mind, it could even all happen. I'm like, yeah, it'd help a little bit, but I still think, still seems like we'd still be divisive and, like, not unified. Mm. Yeah, and I think, like, but would we be less divisive than we were before? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I guess I suppose so. I guess it would be nice to you know figure out like oh what is the One. root of the issue and mm. then attack that i don't know it's like yeah <laughs> i feel like what's i think at one point i was listening to something where like the root of all sin is pride sounds right maybe somewhere in the bible somewhere yeah i don't know maybe maybe that's the root i don't know how you focus on like there's not one solution to fix someone's make people less prideful more humble but yeah yeah i don't know 
I don't think we're going to solve it today. But <laughs> yeah, we could probably talk for another two hours the whole some, day about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good to think about. But I think I do like the idea of trying to deal with pride, you know, if that's what you decide. But regardless, I know you're a pretty avid chat GPT user, so if you could kind of describe, if people don't know what that is, maybe describe what it is briefly. And then also, I mean, listener of Lex, where... I'm sure you're able to take in his thoughts for AI and machine learning and everything, and then maybe kind of give your opinion of how you think AI might change our futures in terms of take it whatever way you want. Well, okay. Um, well, first off, I don't think I'm, uh, I know as much as you maybe think I do, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, basic summary. Yeah, Chat GPT is a an ai like platform slash like I, it's like a i don't even know what it's called like a, a neural network is that what it is yeah an ai neural network that like you can go to and basically ask anything you want and it's gonna have some type of answer and it seems like it always has caveats to those answers <laughs> to protect itself but like i mean it's it seems like very, I mean, it, it basically it seems like it, it downloads, like, everything on the internet <laughs> at once, mm-hmm. and it has some type of algorithm to be able to, like, query that data at any point in time for any question, or most questions, and give you, like, a thought out, most of the time, seemingly, like, objective answer, but not always. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah, no, that sounds right. I think... Just to, I guess, put it in perspective a little bit, you could, you know, if I had a question about, oh, you know, what should I do for my kid's birthday? Something as abstract as that, I could put in like, hey, I have a three-year-old kid and I live in Kansas City. What would be a good birthday party? And it could be like, hey, go to this museum or pick up this gift that, you know, shows your kid about Kansas, you know, it grabs a bunch of information and puts it all together and gives you an answer that is for the most part pretty coherent and logical yeah I mean, you can ask it anything and it's um i mean it yeah it knows everything <laughs> seemingly <laughs> yeah um sure. so yeah uh i feel like lex so lex friedman for you guys don't know he's like a big podcaster but he also is a roboticist and ai um researcher at mit and he seems to have a very um, like um, optimistic view of the world and where it's going, especially in regards to AI. And I feel like I have less of an optimistic view. Um, I think that in a lot of ways, it it seems to be like there's a lot of like time saved and it's really helpful. And I I can't predict the future, but my worry with that is just like that it's gonna make life too easy at the end of the day like a lot of life's joys comes from working Mm -hmm. and receiving the benefits from that and i mean uh, like the whole the whole ai taking over the world thing up that not even talking about that but just like it's gonna it's gonna give a lot of people freedom to be more creative but at the same time it's i don't know it just it just i just don't like the idea of like something that makes life super easy and i don't know it just doesn't seem right to me 
I just don't like it. I don't know why. No, I mean, that makes sense. Do you think, would that, you know, let's just say kind of what you're fearing comes true, where AI and, you know, robotics kind of combine, take over all, pretty much all tasks that people do. You know, doctors can just say, hey, you know, what's your issue? Or diagnose it automatically and compute it, you know, financial advisors, it's all dealt with robotics, et cetera, software development, everything. And then it, but let's, you know, not take it to the extreme of it's taking over the world and mm -hmm. they're putting us in jail, the robotics, robots or whatever. What, so what, does that reality like stress you out of like, there's no inherent job, like there are no jobs to do necessarily of like, hey, you need to log in an eight to five and you have the freedom to do whatever you want let's say you know all basic necessities are cared for mm -hmm. i guess what would you do and is that the reality that's like dang that would be terrifying for yourself i wouldn't say it's terrifying it's more just like kind of depressing like i mean maybe i i think that another type of person would think of that as more so exciting than depressing mm -hmm. but me just the way that i'm wired it's just like I don't know what I do. I think that I am also not a creative type. I'm a more like organized, systematic type person. So I, I think my, my type of person wouldn't thrive well in that environment. But right. like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like my thought is almost like, how does AI and like, if it were to look at like, be able to do most of the tax tasks in today's society, like how does capitalism work in that? Like, it almost would be like we'd have to have some type of universal basic income. Mm -hmm. More like there had, would have to be more of a flat hierarchy of, like, like almost not, I mean, communism sounds bad, but, like, <laughs> some sort of socialism, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That makes sense. I think, yeah, I guess it's a part of, I guess, the depressing aspect sounds like, oh, you know, what would I do? I mean, I think for both of us watching... Netflix or something similar all day I'd be like okay that's not what I want to do 24-7 365 but would I guess yeah do you feel like the like purpose aspect is really important in terms of rather than just like having because you know we could also imagine that they come up with some application or something where you enjoy at some level and you get to be doing it all day. Let's just say it's for sake of this conversation. It's doing some math problems. I know no one would actually love that. But something similar where it's like, okay, somewhat challenging, not necessarily useful, but like you could spend your day doing that and it would at least activate your mind. Mm. Would that be enough? Or do you think it really, you need the aspect of like, no, this is making a difference in the world? I think that I would need... It would be hard for me to lie to myself and say, like, oh, I'm providing. Like, I, I can't just, like, be doing something that's, like, fun and engaging all the time without any, like, benefit to, you know, something at some level. Other than, like, myself and happiness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that would be <laughs> crazy world i don't know i hope i don't have to live <laughs> till that i mean it sounds like i might but we'll see yeah especially with like ai being able to train ai and then yeah 
like thing. yeah ai being able to train ai that's like when that's when it really starts exponentially growing right yeah and then what do you yeah and truly i mean you really i feel like you can't do anything about you know once any researcher gets to like a certain point you can be like nope shut it down i mean you could try but someone else is just gonna do it later yeah exactly yep i always say with the wife like we'll just become amish (laughs) (laughs) live on a commune (laughs) get back to the basics would be kind of fun i love i mean yeah recently i love plants and stuff yeah being on the farm and have a community just hang out all the time yeah would not be the worst Okay, well, that was maybe a depressing note. Maybe encouraging if you uh, have a more, more depressed view of that. But yeah. on another note, uh, if you could see, you know, you're meeting with your freshman self, you know, everything you know now. Of college? You, yeah, freshman, yeah, freshman year of college, you know everything you know now. What, you have one minute to talk with them, 30 seconds to one minute. Anything you'd say, or do you kind of like the mystery and the advice you've had thus far? Mm. The only thing that I can think of is to, I would probably encourage myself to um, be more like outgoing or more like willing to like talk to random people. Like, I think I was very freshman year. I mean, it was great to have. So, like, freshman year, Chris and I went to college together, had a ton of friends from high school, and I think that was great, but at some sense it, like, limited us, or at least me, from, like, meeting new people. So, like, I would tell myself to, like, still cultivate those relationships, but make time for new relationships, too, because kind of sad because I don't – I mean, there's, like, one or two people that I keep up with from college, but, like, not many, you know? Mm-hmm. It would have been cool to like look back and say like, oh, I actually made a lot, a lot of like new good friends, you know. Yeah, I guess. Do you? I mean, that's one way to look. You know, say you did tell yourself that, and then you know you had a bunch of friends. Do you? I guess where are you drawing the value from? Being able to like look back and like, oh, you know, I I did make a bunch of friends from that like time period i guess are are, do you feel like you're lacking in that area at some point today which like it could be filled with the void of a friend from college not today but i would say maybe in college i lacked i think i i had a really meaningful relationship with you but like i didn't have a really meaningful relationship with i think i would have liked to have had maybe like two more (laughs) you know um i didn't really have a a huge amount of meaningful relationships that were like super deep that makes sense yeah and i think well i mean who knows why why he chose five and i don't even remember his name but you are the sum of like the five closest people to you sometimes at least for me i'm like i mean i I can i guess i can get to five but it's kind of hard like it Mm -hmm. and if you only have a couple too i think you're just more isolated in perspectives too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for sure. Yeah. So I think just, yeah, being more like, okay with going out on my own and like meeting new people and how, how would you encourage yourself to do that? Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I want to be 
doing that, but do you think there's something you could have said that would have made yourself actually do it? Um, if I could download my data of my mind right now with what <laughs> I knew about college, I would do that, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's just like in the day-to-day, right? Like, we were both in a fraternity, and I think I didn't really, like, in a lot of the events, I didn't really go out of my way to, like, meet new people. I kind of just, like, stuck and talked to the same people and probably just be like, hey, in those day-to-day, like, just make the active decision to, like, go and meet someone new or ask someone to, like, hang out or even, like, push your way into, like, a, a like a friend hangout for a group that already knows each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So that all makes sense. I guess outside of, you know, kind of generalized work things for you in the next five years, what do you, what are kind of some big cornerstones you, or I guess goals you want to have accomplished regarding anything outside of work? And yeah, you could talk about work too, if you want. Hmm. Um, I think for me, you know, the, <laughs> it's hard to make a SMART goal, the acronym SMART goal, right. for something that is what I'm thinking about right now, which is consistency. I think that I am very much like a seasonal, um, healthy person. <laughs> like I, I, I'll commit to working out and eating healthy and reading, you know, regularly. And I can do that for a bit and then I stop and then I, it's just like a cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if m- most people are like that. I, I All I do know is that I do know people that are more consistent. And I think that would be my main goal is just consistency. But I, figuring out a way to make that a smart goal would be harder. And something that I'd have to think about. But that that's kind of like my main one. Do you have, I guess, is that, what areas would that apply to? You know, five years from now, you unpack. back. Okay, I've been really consistent in these areas yeah i'd probably say like um intentionality and relationships and friendships day to day would be one um exercise would be one eating would be one and um lack of phone slash technology use would be one which really? on the other side of the coin for that would be reading hmm. more. I mean, inconsistency like as a whole is pretty hard, but I feel like all the you can measure all those. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. Be pretty easy to come up with some sort of goals for all those. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but it's like I was talking to the wife again today. Is like I do this a lot to where I will come up with like something that I want to do and I'll get kind of excited about it. Like, Oh, I'm going to be a better person. And I like cut out all these things or I'll like commit to doing all these things and I'll do it for a bit. And then it always stops. It's like, you know, what is, what's the phrase? Like stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Like that's kind of how I feel right now. So I'm like, how can I get outside of that and try something different? Like what I've been doing isn't working. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what that is, but... I guess, do you have any thoughts or... On the, the one thing that I be? told her was just a 
bigger focus on accountability like making it more serious like you know you and I have been accountability partners in senses but like accountability of like working out and eating and and that's not like something I don't know it's like you want to be flexible but you also want to have rules too so it's like a hard line of like you know what I mean yeah yeah no I think kind of depends on what you want overall too yeah yeah so yeah going back to your question that's kind of like my main goal is just consistency in all walks of life moving towards that um that would be that'd be really nice i guess with you know one of your goals consistency with family and friends i guess mostly with the friends aspect what do you think the perfect number of friends would be slash the perfect social environment would be for you Mm. um i've always been someone that like likes a small amount of friends i think that's good i i think the way that i've described that i've heard it described which i kind of liked because of just the way life is it it's not really practical just to be like i want five really good friends and i don't want to hang out with anyone else you know what i mean i don't Mm -hmm. think that's the way it works so i think it's like the way I, I maybe it was your brother that described it as this but it's like you have friends that are in your bedroom friends that are in your living room maybe it was jake i can't remember friends that are in your living room your porch your yard you know what i mean Mm -hmm. bedroom being the most intimate and then like out from there right like bedroom friend like maybe my bed would just be dre and i (laughs) (laughs) then my bedroom would be like just like my bedroom would be like you and peyton and like maybe like five three maybe I don't know anywhere mm-hmm. anywhere ranging from one to three and then living room five I don't know I'm just making up numbers here but like yeah. just along those lines something like that yeah no that makes sense I guess to explore it a little bit more I mean obviously your bed would be an everyday interaction <laughs> uh yeah I guess what what would those interactions look like on an average basis outside of that you know to me it would be you know it's I think at this point in in life it's like you go to work you get home and you kind of discuss your day Mm -hmm. and it's easy just to kind of discuss the facts of the day but actually like asking the follow-up questions of like what emotions were you feeling like how did that make you feel like that's a harder thing to that's like where the intentionality comes in right Mm -hmm. i think that's like the the thing that i would be my goal is to constantly like be trying to be in tune with what the wife's feeling and you know what her thoughts are and like where she's at you know on a day-to-day basis and that's kind of what my goal with the intentionality would be because i think it's it's easy like you have a hard day at work and you just want to kind of zone out and you know you know just ask her kind of the facts like i was saying and then you know you eat dinner and then you watch a show and then you go to bed and it's easy to not to kind of skip over that you know more important part that's the opportunity to connect with that person yeah no it makes sense what do you think yeah i guess what do you think makes it more important is it 
like uh yeah i guess like how do you even value that if you know you could in theory think of a couple of different relationships and one where both very surface level but they enjoy being with each other and still have like very high you know whatever if you wanted to dopamine or serotonin levels and then one that is like more deep and more emotional and they ask those questions but it's like relatively comparable serotonin levels and it's like oh you know i guess yeah how would you measure success and why would be Mm. why would being like deeper and closer with someone be a better thing i would say like you mentioned serotonin levels i wouldn't say i would measure that per se with somebody i think I know, I definitely know that oxytocin levels kind of bottom out in a marital relationship over time after, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's different for each year or whatever it is. I wouldn't say that's kind of what I would measure with it, but I think that, like, overall, like, connection equates, not it doesn't equate, but, like, is similar to meaning in a way. Like, I'm a person who really values meaning in their life and who values like creating something and building and i think connecting on a daily basis even if it's small connections can really add up over time and i think if you were to extrapolate kind of your example of someone who just kind of surface level for in their relationship if you extrapolate that over 50 years versus somebody who does make that active like choice to connect emotionally and ask those questions I think you would see a difference at the end of those 50 years that's a complete guess I don't have anything to back that up but I mean that's kind of the way that I'd rationalize it what I yeah I mean I realize it's a guess but do you think what do you think you would see a difference in terms of you know it'd be like less sickness more feelings of well-being less depression all those things none of those things I would probably say more more understanding of that person. It, it, it alleviates friction between in the relationship. So if you understand how someone thinks and feels by asking them those questions every day, you get to know someone a lot better than if you're surface level. You get to know their quirks, what makes them, you know, um, triggered or, you know, how, how they really think and feel. And whenever you are really... Um, trying to understand that person and how they think and feel i think that really alleviates yeah friction in the relationship whether it's a conversation or a decision a decision in life um, i think it really breeds um humility in yourself whenever you because like you're taking a risk whenever you have a conversation with somebody and you're asking them about their emotions because like whenever you have a deeper conversation there's the ability to have disagreements and then when you ever when you have disagreements like i mean you can have arguments and that's scary and the more you do that and the more you really try to have those disagreements and understanding between that person the better you get at it and the more you understand them so i don't know what that translates to well-being wise or serotonin wise later on but i mean that sounds better to me than <laughs> I think JBP at one point was like, you know, in a relationship, 
give your partner permission to be absolutely atrocious or terrible at like if you, if you have a disagreement about something or you guys are like having arguments give that person permission to be terrible at like how they approach that argument for like i don't know the first 20 times like be really forgiving and it's going to make that process much easier and then once you can actually like get those reps in of like learning how to have a conversation and like realize that it's not you versus them it's you together like you're going to be way better off in the future instead of just like not being really grace giving at the very beginning yeah not for sure i think was that seems to ring a bell from his first book or maybe his second i don't even i think i heard it somewhere but gosh yeah seems well maybe it was one of his rules regardless yeah i mean i have plenty more questions but i think we're a little bit over on time agreed so i guess yeah any last few you know there are a million people that are going to listen to this and they only hear the next 20 seconds of what you're going to say what would you uh you tell them um i guess for the people that are close to me i don't really care what the million <laughs> people think uh for the people that are close to me just remember what i said about needing accountability just ask me a quick question like oh hey how's that you know reading going or how's the working out going and then whenever i say oh, i haven't been doing that then you can be like hmm, okay <laughs> just thought i'd ask you know i don't know i think you're not really taking advantage of the potentially billion people listening but i'm uh, doing this for for me yeah do you and you think that'll be helpful if peop- more people ask I think it would breed, uh, it would it'd bring stuff to light, like, it would, it would bring to light, like, if I am in that rut, you know, it would at least bring attention to it to me, sometimes I can kind of, like, forget. And, I guess, really quick, it was working out, reading, less technology, eating, and... Um, for intentionality and friendships, and family. Friendships and family. All right, well, you heard it here. I'm sure everyone that listens to this. Yeah, I'm going to get like a trillion texts. <laughs> yeah, we'll be close enough at least to ask you about it, hopefully. I mean, I'd imagine maybe a couple people aren't. But yeah. anyway, thanks for uh, listening in. Any any last thoughts? No, just thanks for doing this. This is honestly super fun and really thoughtful, Chris. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for sharing. I, I mean, I also didn't give many of the questions ahead of time and kind of stumbled through a couple but did a great job last question you didn't get those 20 questions from chat gpt did you i can neither confirm nor (laughs) deny i actually wrote my life story and i said what would be the best questions to ask (laughs) no i think i got like i mean it was kind of five or so from like google got a handful just like i mean obviously some of them no one's really asked or thought of before uh and then some of them i was just like kind of trying to double tap into the concept a little bit more but i should have used chat chat gpt but i did not unfortunately for this one good to know well that's a wrap guys so appreciate you guys listening in yep logical explanations out